You said we're gonna do something to your brain. Hey, and welcome to Dead Air 17. This week we're talking about Frasier, the fall of the House of Usher, uh, Twin Flames, a documentary about, and so on. What are we doing first, Christina? First, uh... My wife. My wife. Not. <laughs> he get that. <laughs> uh, fall of the House of Usher is what we have first. Yeah. Um, so this new poem from this young man called Poe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep, Netflix show. I think it just came out like two days ago. Uh, all the episodes at once. So, thanks for that at least. We've seen two of them, so we can't even comment on the whole thing. Yep, but... just watched two of them. Um, and, and it's... Did have some thoughts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. And it's written and directed by... Mike Flanagan. Yeah, and I think created by... Yeah, created by, written by, directed by is definitely what it said at the first one in the credits, yeah. Um... Which did kind of catch my eye a little bit, because, yeah, I know he did Doctor Sleep, which I really enjoyed, until the haunted house right at the very end. Monsters. Yeah, until the monsters. But I like it, because he'd obviously seen the House of Horrors episode, The Shinning. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. Yeah, where Homer gets locked into the meat mm -hmm. thing, and then he's just eating. Yeah. Like me and the, yeah, Mo says, me and the other ghouls have been talking. And then it is, like... Yeah, like Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, a mummy. Um, there is, is there a mummy in Doctor Sleep at the end? There's um, something weird. It it is pretty kind of. No. Yeah. Um, is there a mummy? I can't. There might be. It, it's all the spooky shit that we see that's very um, just there for like a little bit and you know a little bit more subtle. Doctor um, Sleep, if you don't know, is yeah. a prequel to The Shining that was made what sequel. It's a sequel to The Shining, that's yeah. right, yeah, sorry, that's that was made in 2021? Something, something like that, that yeah. The, yeah, based off the, the book as well, the Stephen King book, about young Danny grows up and is an alcoholic, um, and is still psychic, and works uh, in hospice care, um, trying to ease people back, you know, ease people in their transition into death, right? Mm -hmm. um, and he becomes aware of a very psychic little girl and some, like, psychic vampires who are looking for her. It's the basic of the plot. Yeah. And it's, it's really good. It's, it's got, pretty good. It's got a lot of tension and... Ewan McGregor. Layered with atmosphere yeah. and then they're like, uh, they inevitably go back to the hotel in The Shining mm -hmm. for a face-off, a psychic face-off. <laughs> and then it, yeah, it just ends as kind of like... Yeah. I, monsters. Yeah, I mean, I didn't read that one, but I have read The Shining a few times. Um, and I mean, it. I think it, I don't know, not knowing, I know that that does happen in the book Doctor Sleep. They do go back to uh, the Overlook, where the Overlook was. Because in the book, The Shining, the Overlook is destroyed at the end when the boiler explodes. Um, and in the movie, obviously, that's not what happens. So, I don't know, you have to kind of the nuclear reactor make those down. things work together. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not really worth going into, but Jack basically, um, you know, is he supposed to be checking on the boiler every so often, every kind of time he goes down there, one of the spooky ghosts is telling him, you know, Mah, your family and stuff, and then he, you know, they just kind of like let it blow up, um, if I remember correctly. That's good. Yeah, I enjoyed the movie, Doctor yeah. Sleep, it was pretty good. Um, I can't remember that lady's name who plays head vi vampire lady. God, what's her name? I can't remember. She was really good. She uh -huh. was goofy and um, 
pretty extra in a way that I thought worked. Stop saying that. Where have you picked that up from? Extra. I've made it up. It's a thing now. You've made it up? Yeah, probably. I don't know. You gotta, you just, I mean, if you make something up, don't make it so obvious. Be like, she's a bit lemony. Lemony, you know, lemony. Extra. A bit, I think she was a bit lemony fresh. Lemony fresh? Yeah, I do like that. Whereas you and McGregor <coughs> was a much more sort of nuanced, minty fresh. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know. Well, and the little girl, who's also in the House of Usher, don't know her name either, because we didn't either, bother yeah. preparing for it. <laughs> uh, she was kind of like, uh, you know, a specialist toothpaste that's a powder for people who don't like paste. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I thought she was, she was good in it. She was good. She was really like, good. Yeah, she was very that, creepy. Yeah, she did a good job. I mean, especially, I love the scene where, we're not going to talk about this movie, yeah. but... Um, where she's been kidnapped and is in the car and the other vampire dude is driving and you and McGregor is like speaking to her like through his mind and he's like more or less let me take over your body for a moment remember that yes that I do remember that <laughs> sorry no I love that yeah. do, you, like, do you remember the bit where where Danny goes to um, that place and he's talking to that guy oh do you remember that bit with Danny I do yeah do you remember yeah. That, that bit with not Shelley Duvall poor Shelley Duvall why? Well, she's crazy now, right? Is she? Yeah, have you not seen that interview with her? No. From like, hmm. From when? Uh, God, I want to say it was like 20 years ago or something now, but she, yeah, she's possibly has lost her marbles, that's all. What? I'll show you later. What, what did she say in the interview? I can't even remember what she's saying, it's just she seems like, I don't know, emotionally unwell. Okay. Yeah. But that doesn't mean she's lost her marbles. Yeah. Might be worried about something. Have a little thick oven on. Yeah, could be. <laughs> could be. Anywho. Um, what was your favourite bit about The Shining, Shelley? The bit where I got my paycheck. The bit where I got my paycheck. Bye. <laughs> All the torture. Stanley <laughs> the, bit, the bit where we finished. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, but yeah. Um, that was a good movie. I have to revisit that. Oh, right. So, I didn't know that about Shelley Duvall. That's a shame, because uh, she was great. Yeah. Great in Time Bandits. Yeah. Yeah. She was. Pansy. Great in Popeye. She was great. She was great olive oil. Yeah. Wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Altman's Popeye. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So... Popeye babies. He doesn't need that, though, does he? He's franchised into chicken. Spinach. Yeah. Canned spinach. Popeye's canned spinach mm. with a G. Really? Yeah, but think about how much you would get in a can. Um, about 16 ounces, I imagine. Right, okay, yeah, I mean, by volume. <coughs> oh, wow, well, by volume, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but, yeah, but you open the can and it, like, if you've seen it, it, like, springs into his mouth. It's like mm. compacted spinach. Mm -hmm. Like, you get a, a good bang for your buck, right? It's on a spring, yeah. That's actually where the power comes from. It's actually a magazine for a spinach gun that he loads and puts into his mouth. <laughs> Sorry, he <laughs> spat then. <laughs> mm -hmm. Have you ever been talking to anybody and, and <laughs> accidentally spat on them? Um, I accidentally get spat on all the time by somebody talking. <laughs> You're lucky you don't have a mustache. Makes it worse. What are you talking about? You don't have a mustache. Yeah, you do. Well, not a big, not a bit, not like a, okay, you're lucky you don't look like Stalin. Yeah, well, thanks to me. 
Who knows what you'd be doing with all this? If I weren't saying no, never mind. <laughs> if you weren't saying no, you can't have handlebars. <laughs> yeah, no, I Brother! Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, no, I, well, yeah, no, if I wasn't with you, I, I guess I'd have, yeah, it'd be like... Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? I guess it depends, because, like, your facial hair grows in funny ways. I look like Uncle Albert. It kind of grows, like, yeah, you know, like, this is normal, like, more fast here, but then you get, like, this growth up here that's faster, too. It's yeah. of big mutton chops. It's like you, your face wants to have mutton chops. Yeah, because yeah, it's patchy around here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's lighter there. Yeah. So it's, it's either mutton chops or I suspect it's actually like the pure redneck, like Joe Dirt's um, hair that connects. grows naturally. Yeah. No, it doesn't connect. Oh, so it's like it's got big like Ricky sideburns mm-hmm. and then a Julian goatee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tink, 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 tink. What's that? Julian, everywhere oh. where he goes. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Yeah, Fall of the House of Usher. So, <coughs> excuse me, pull off. More peppermint tea. No, um, when I'm drinking, you don't drink. We've been through this, we've done the drills. What kind did you have today? Remember, we're recording ourselves. Do you remember that? Nobody's watching this. And yet, still. Okay, Fall of the House of Usher. So That's harsh. Uh, just came out a couple days ago. There's eight people uh, I watch this regularly. Yes, full of the full of the House of Usher. Um, Usher. Not bad, Usher. I always think of that Usher. Yeah. When I first saw it pop up on Netflix, I was like, huh, a documentary about Usher or something? I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the first time I ever saw the House of Usher with Vincent Price, it was in like the. TV guide, mm-hmm. and it was like, uh, yeah, I thought, like, 1968 or whatever, I don't know. Like, Usher's not that old, is he? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I didn't realise he'd taken his name from Poe. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, right. Yeah, well, would you like to explain what it is and what it's about so far? It's a TV show mm-hmm. uh, made on Netflix uh, about a uh, horrible family, the Usher family, and their fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Bruce Greenwood is Daddy Usher. Yeah. And <coughs> Pardon me, sorry. Um, he, he, essentially, he's narrating it, really. He's explaining how it's come to be that all six of his children have died in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. He's like the patriarch of the family. You know, and yeah, it's hinted so. at that he's possibly made a deal with the devil before they were born, mm-hmm. possibly. Or he might be going mental with yeah. all the stress. Mm-hmm. And, Who knows? Uh, Shares the name of the, you know, the Poe short story, Fall of the House of Usher. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't see the original movie of that. Uh, and never read the story. Um, I did look through Wikipedia briefly a few minutes ago. See, I prepare. Um, and it looks like the story is pretty unrelated to this, necessarily. Um, I think it's a lot of different Poe ideas. Yeah, and... well, that became more clear by the second episode. Yeah. Definitely. Um, the macaque of death. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Well, this is where I have some thoughts. Uh, Yeah, seeing that the second episode was titled Mask of the Red Death, which I have read many years ago, um, and we find out that his son, like, when he was talking about his, all his, like, asshole children, like, in the first episode, and he has a son called Prospero, 
which was tickling my brain thing. Sparrow. Petrochio, petrochemical. Really, sounds familiar. Um, like, oh yeah, Mask of the Red Death. Um, so here's like the one, I'm gonna watch more of it. I don't I'm gonna watch it. all of it. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna watch all of it. There's eight, they're all out now. So I'm interested, Bruce Greenwood, great. You know, there's some, Mark Hamill's in it. Needs more Mark Hamill. Oh, That's he's a, good, isn't he? He's good in everything, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know that though. Was it Children of the Corn? Hmm. The one where he plays the priest. We've talked about this before. Have we? I think, uh, um, is it the Children of the Corn or Children of the Damned? Or Damned of the Corn? Um, I can't remember. He's a, he plays a priest. It's the one with um, Christopher Reeve. Okay. Christopher Reeve? Uh, Christopher Reeves. It's not ringing a bell. He's not great in it. Okay. I mean, it was probably, it's like 1979, 1980, perhaps. Okay, but right. Um, no one's great in it. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, it needs more Mark Hamill. With his evil lawyer man, like, leather gloves and... Yeah. He's really great at voices, huh? Best Joker. Best Joker, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Say. yeah. Yeah, um... So, well, just real quick, make my point, since I'm already... going off the rails here. Um, when I saw him, this part of the, like, issue I have now, which, if you've never read any Poe, and you can stop yourself from looking up any of it with, like, these episode titles, it probably wouldn't make no difference. But as soon as I see Mask of the Red Death, <clears throat> it clicked for me, Prospero, right. Prince Prospero in Mask of the Red Death, who has a big party while the plague is going on, and a um, masked person comes in, and, and <coughs> they're pretty, you know, the idea of they're like, there's people they're wearing a mask. living in luxury and having this big party while all the peasants are dying outside, and then this masked person comes in, um, eventually, like, mask comes off, there's, like, nothing underneath it, and then they all die of more or less the plague, like, bleeding from every pore, so... What, like, insta-plague? Uh, yeah, it's like, like, within the hour or something, you yeah. die from it. Some of that super plague. Um, just, like, bleeding out your skin and stuff, mm -hmm. um, from what I recall. So, like, as soon as I noticed Prospero, and then, um, it clicked when I saw the episode title, the next one, I was like, oh, so this big party, this orgy party that his son is gonna have, everybody's gonna die at the end. And I think that that can work on the level of, like, the if the audience has some kind of understanding of what's going to happen, but the characters don't, that can work. But I didn't feel like there was enough of a payoff for me to have the knowledge inside of, like, basically what's going to happen. You know, what but, I mean? Because you take out, like, the this shock or surprise element, and then what actually happens is actually not that interesting to me. But, I mean, what the audience, say? if the audience knows that now, that each episode, <laughs> want, you know, probably... Yeah. One of the kids is going to die. Yeah, I mean, I think you could guess that anyway, that one of the kids is going to die each episode, pretty much. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's not too shocking, so. Um, and it could, I was thinking this, it could kind of, like, make you prepared in, like, a fun way to see those deaths, and if they're, like, really awful. Because they're really building it up. These people are absolute pieces of garbage. Well, um, you say that. What, what was Perry doing? Prospero, what was he doing that was so bad? I mean, I agree, um, he, he came across like a greasy piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, you but, know, greasy, sure, but, uh, um, I mean, mostly just being like a... He wasn't a rapist, he wasn't a murderer, he wasn't spoiled, a Spoiled, very, very selfish, doesn't give two shits about, um... Because, okay, maybe this is a good Yeah, but point who's to... his victim? Well, 
I mean, fair enough, I suppose. Um, fair enough, I guess. Maybe just being an asshole isn't enough. Um, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not really arguing that. I'm just, you know. Well, I guess you can make an argument where he's talking about. They have the bit with um, Mark Hamill, lawyer, where they're like sitting at the table and he's talking about these old buildings that we own. And um, there's like toxic chemicals in there and stuff, and they're all, they're all who chemical cares? Plants, I'm right? gonna have an orgy in one of them, and um, and I mean again, it's like mm, okay, click, I get it, you yeah, know, what's gonna happen and stuff. And I don't think you saw because you were frying an egg, but um, there was a couple of <laughs> uh, how would you call it? A couple of like uh, ventilation shaft shots mm, okay. of of the sprinkler, a couple of shots of the sprinkler looking menacing. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, I know, I'm, yeah, no, I think so I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I was cooking eggs, and you were like, it's going to be the chemicals. <laughs> yeah, I said it like that. Actually, chemicals can quickly move through your body. Yeah. So, so I don't think we're spoiling anything by saying at the end of the first episode, Perry, mm -hmm. the youngest usher, mm. except for the girl, mm -hmm. who I'm not sure, Lenore, she, I'm not sure if he isn't, she isn't, I can't remember. Yeah. They're, they're dancing and they're having a orgy rave. End of the second episode, yeah. End of the second episode. Mm -hmm. And uh, he thinks it would be great if they if the sprinklers went off. Because mm -hmm. uh, that's what you want when you're at a, a dancing on a dance floor. I want to get covered in water. Yeah, with your phone and everything. No phones allowed, remember? My drinks. Yeah, because he was talking about, this is the real plan with doing this. That's a senator's daughter. Oh, he was and recording that's a, everything. He's recording everyone, yeah. Um, and the lame dance party room plus sex rooms i guess so yeah i mean there's quite there is quite a lot to talk about here really is, isn't there mm -hmm. um it was not nuanced yeah so in any way you're definitely meant, is the nuance of a brick wall you're meant to say. hate them mm -hmm. um they're they're meant to be the sacklers they there's this whole stuff about like they've invented an Opioid that's non-addictive because it has a proprietary coating that will make it non-addictive that will absorb more slowly and Yeah, yeah, one uh, of them's called Madeleine Madeline apparently that's actually a character name from fair enough the the, the lawyer's name is Arthur. Yeah um, it, It's definitely taken a lot from the Sacklers. I mean like a lot, you know yeah. It almost feels like Mike Flanagan at one point wanted to do a play about the Sacklers and was like oh I I'll just incorporate that yeah. into it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think he did but yeah. It, you know, way too much, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, yeah. For something I, that's taking itself usually quite seriously. I got it in, I got it in the first episode, and I was like, okay. Like, we kind of looked at each other like, that's interesting. But then it, like, kept coming back, and it's like, I get it, they're evil. Yeah. You know. So. Just a bit too much. A bit too much, and, and the whole death at the end. Yeah, it kind of manages to both be like, yeah, horrific. Like, the idea is horrific, that all these people will essentially melt mm -hmm. but yeah but for like the build-up um it's not graphic enough it's not it? yeah that's what i was gonna say like, we needed screaming i needed like screaming i needed like eyeballs melting you know even just a touch because there's a lot of shaky cam it's moving around and yeah. it's kind of like i just for the amount of build-up that there was i was hoping for like a big payoff do you know what I mean? And it just was a bit limp for me. There was a bit where Prospero is lying, um, and he's got all his makeup on. Mm -hmm. uh, his good, pretty good burned makeup, Not but bad. but his nose is intact. Mm -hmm. That would have been way better if he'd had no nose. Yeah. And if there were people like with no eyes, like that famous cartel video, like 
Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. I kind of was it. Yeah. Because the build-up, I thought, was over-the-top. Yeah. Um, yeah, not nuanced in any way, but still, like, a, a pretty strong build-up. I just kind of wanted a bigger... Yeah, I... You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's okay. It's, um... It's, I, I really liked the first episode, mm -hmm. and now I can see that it's trashier mm -hmm. than I thought it would be. I don't think it's super trashy, mm -hmm. but it's trashier than I thought. But I think the kind of interesting conversation is not in how it's made or how it doesn't get tense or it does get tense. Mm -hmm. It's cultural, right? Um, because there, you're meant to hate these people because they're, you know, they're, they're the settlers and they're so rich and they don't care. But, like, several of them, we don't really know a lot about yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we didn't really get a lot to know about Prospero. Yeah. And I... Yeah, and... Yeah, what did I say? It was, like, revenge porn? But not porn. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of, like, you know, about fulfilling that sort of... Yeah, like... Ca it, cathartic. catharsis, yeah. At the end, yeah, mm -hmm. Um, mean. Where you you meant to like absolutely hate these people? Yeah. Um, and some of them we just don't have, you know, really enough to. I mean, I'm guessing each episode we'll learn a little bit more about some of them and why they deserve it. I guess. But what? But what? But, but what I'm to, what I was gonna say was what's interesting to me is how that that the rich, you know, especially when they're depicted negatively, which is quite often, and good. Why it's so entwined with, uh, like, uh, promiscuity. That's what I was just about to say, because, um, like, the one Because lady... it, it all comes across, like, it's, uh, same in succession, it all comes across, like, sex-hating. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean, like... Like, so the, what if they're gonna have a fucking orgy? Yeah, like, the one care. lady who's, like, with her... I guess they must be her assistants. It's, like, toward the end of the second episode, and they all get in a bed together. Yeah. Is that supposed to make me dislike her? Because... I don't really know much about her yet, other than she makes a bitch face. Um, and <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think you deserve to die for, you know, having an untraditional sex life. You know, that's not enough for me. And it, and it never fucking looks like that. Like, the whole idea of, like, yeah, there's a bunch of, like, young, really rich people, because the party was 20 grand for a ticket. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to have... And, like, yeah, you've got, like, senators' daughters in there, and mm -hmm. NFL picks, and business magnates and stuff. They're not going to go into a warehouse and, like, start fucking on the floor. Yeah. Uh, things like that, there'll be a big fucking, you know... You're going to rent out, like, party. five floors of a hotel. Yeah, there'll be cocaine and stuff going around, but yeah. all the banging will be in private rooms, and not everyone will be doing that. Yeah. You know? I, yeah, I get it's you. It's never like that. Like, you're going to go to a filthy-ass warehouse. You're like, you know who has orgies like that? Like, hardcore biker gangs. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I get you on that. I, uh, I, yeah. Little, just odd. Just what, what, but what is it? Again, not in this alone, but what is it with the connection between, you know, being fabulously, evilly rich and, you know, and also he's fucking these two models. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, um, like, I don't yeah, think, so. I, I don't think it's, I don't think those people are any more promiscuous than well, maybe that's just the like perception, especially to. I mean, I'm just kind of guessing here, but like, like I mean, have I you seen exactly the peasants? They the... fuck like rabbits. 
don't know what the like target demographic is for this, but um, definitely, I guess, hmm, how would I say this? If you're like a middle-aged, middle America, you know... Thicko. Whatever you want to say. That's who rude. maybe, you know, associates like being wealthy with like having lots of sex. And so maybe it's just like an easy marker for people to identify and be like, yeah, you know, no morality. And mm. like, I don't really give a shit if people have sex with lots of people. Just, you know, be safe and consensual and who cares. And don't, um, don't push oxy on me. Yeah, don't put push oxy on you, and um, you know, like that's way more evil. Uh, yeah, stuff about if lying yeah. about addiction, getting people on heroin and stuff. If, you know? if the Sackler Gallery was called the Sackler Gallery, and the Sacklers were like so rich because Arthur Sackler had like painted a hundred masterpieces in his life, I, I wouldn't. I, maybe I'd be like, well, that's not really cool that these people have this enormous wealth. A bit gauche, putting your name on everything, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but. but <laughs> But, you know, no damage done. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that it's more like, again, maybe I'm wrong, but I get the sense that that's in there just as a sort of, like, they're not moral shortcut. And it just doesn't really work for me. Um, like, we really needed more of, like, I don't know. Like, succession, mm. succession was more nuanced, huh? Did in they? that, yeah, but I know we mentioned thinking about succession while watching this. Uh, yeah, more nuanced in terms of, like, you can actually see these characters as human beings, um, you know, dickheads, yeah, but still people. Um, but then also Succession, like, totally wrapped up in a way that was, like, completely non-satisfying to me. Yeah. So, I don't know. Again, only two episodes in. Um, what is the other thing I was thinking of with this? Um, Final Destination? Uh, that wasn't it, but... <laughs> Go ahead, though. Uh, you got anything Does to say? Does that remind you of Final Destination? No. No? Um, well, I mean, I guess we'll see. Like, with the, um... What's her name? Carla Gugino. I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, who is possibly the devil. Um, I mean, we, we know that she shows up in, like, two very disparate timelines, and at least, and looks exactly the same, so maybe... And said some um, devil-like shit. And said some devil shit, yeah. So... She says, Bruce Greenwood, if you do this for me, you'll get a fiddle made of go old. <laughs> um, oh, I remember what I was thinking of as well. Um, in The Boys, where they have the superhero orgy party. Um, that was funny, though. Yeah, and, and like the payoff as well. At the end with, what's his name? Fast running guy, not yeah. The Flash. Dragging that dude for like miles at like super speed on the concrete. You know, like, and that was brutal. Yeah. Um, or little tiny man. Little tiny man. Getting bigger inside a person and exploding them. Yeah. Uh, I kind of wanted more, something way more intense. And not to say that it was like, you know, super milk toast or anything, but I just kind of stopped shaking around so much and like, yeah, we need some more screaming and, you know, some more, it just, it really could have like capped off that episode in a way that was way more satisfying if it, like, gave me nightmares. As well as being, like... Because there's, like, a like a juxtaposition, at least for me there. Like, oh, yeah, some of these people are, like, rich assholes who are don't give a shit about everybody. But then, like, oh, my God, nobody deserves to die like that. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. There was that, definitely... that would feel more... <laughs> yeah. More... Ugh, whatever that word is. In that, in that party of... Uh... 
you know, like a hundred, well, maybe not a hundred, like 50 people who got melted by the acid. Mm -hmm. There was definitely one person there who, yeah, was rich, but they were, they were a nerd and they got dragged along and they were like, well, I don't know. I don't think the first time I should lose my virginity is at an orgy. Like, yeah, you've got to do it, Barry. You've got, you've got you know, you're 26 now. Mm -hmm. I know you get nervous, but don't worry. And it's just there and then gets melted. Mm -hmm. Never did anything wrong. Mm. Yeah. Um, That's the devil for you. One thing I will say about the devil, not a total asshole, because I don't know if you noticed that she was walking around telling like security and bartenders to like like whispering in their ear and then they all left. So like people who were just working at the event, it looks like, maybe I'm wrong, all like went out right before this happened. So you know, saved them because you know, just doing your job man, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, anything else to say? I mean... Yeah, well, I think with Succession, I felt a bit like, and I understand why they didn't do this, and I do, you know, I quite like Succession, I think, it just, yeah, like so many things, it would, it could have been a great, like, one big series. That was, I think, my main problem, it um, dragged on too much. Yeah, some of the acting was really good. Mm -hmm. And, um, I kind of felt like, I, I wish there had been a good person, like maybe not a main character good person, but I sort of started off hoping that the tall cousin mm -hmm. would would be the one who's like, well, I, I don't really care about money. Yeah, the dumb one. The, yeah. Yeah. The dumb yeah, one. No, I, I thought I, he I was thought gonna be the Claudius. As well, yeah, toward the beginning that um, he'd have more of an impact and... And I think something like that is less needed here. Mm -hmm. And I, I sort of go to Final Destination because it's like, well, the the entertainment is how are these people going to die? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, how, how's this guy going to meet his demise? Because I know he is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, which doesn't always do that very well in that series either. Sometimes it does. But if you want, yeah. if you want like, you know, the, the cathartic, revengey sort of feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, you, where you've, you've decided to make the House of Usher, like, basically a proxy Sackler thing, or not a proxy, but a, a mirror. Um, wouldn't it have been better if there was someone going after them? Because mm -hmm. we've got the Attorney General. Yeah. But he's not the one calling, causing all this. I mean, what I'm really saying is, you know, I think one of the most cathartic moments is the end of um, Once Upon a Time in the West. <laughs> where... Our main character, you finally find out what he's been doing all this time and why hunting fucking Henry, Henry Fonda. And it's mm -hmm. like such a good payoff. Mm -hmm. And it's got like this, like, you know, incredible music and mm -hmm. everything. And it's a bit harder, I think, to feel that catharsis when you're watching, you know, fictional revenge when we don't have anyone to feel that with. It's almost like you're you saying like you need like um a character that has been wronged by these people mm -hmm. or is like um like the good guy in some way. Yeah, I I'm not saying we definitely need that, but I, for me, I prefer if you're gonna make like I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's dumb, but if you're gonna make a kind of not nuanced, you know, well shot, nice characters, one series show. About this, this fucking awful family, and they get theirs. Mm -hmm. I would personally prefer uh, something where, like, eight episodes, first seven episodes, we meet our main character who's wronged by them, 
but the seven episodes, nothing happens apart from we get to know who they are and like mm -hmm. why we really hate them. And then the eighth episode is John Wick. Like it's Johnny Silverhand like a, like doing Arasaka Tower, you know. No, I, I get where you're coming from because we've like barely gotten to know these characters so, so far. far. So, um, I mean, the entire, like I said, the entire build up to, um, what was his name again? Uh, Prospero. Um, you know, kind of seeing his comeuppance. I just feel like there wasn't enough. No. You know, we barely got to know anything about him. Like I see, you know, he doesn't care about, you know, these factories that are, like, pumping toxic chemicals in the ground and blah, blah, blah. You know, some yeah. awful shit. I think that that kind of is enough, but if just if it if there was more, like, of a weight for it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if the first death, um, like, horrific death, because I'm assuming that's what they're all going to be for all these family members, um, was, like, maybe, like, three episodes in. Or you could yeah. do it sort of, like I was saying, where... There's no death until like the the last mm -hmm. episode, and it's just nonstop gore. I mean, I would love that. I think a lot of people might lose patience with that. Fair enough. Um, but I would enjoy that definitely. I mean, I'm also the literally, sort of person... literally Keanu Reeves is in the last episode as John Wick. Yeah, and he's dual wielding. Yeah, yeah, dual yeah. yeah as John Wick, mm -hmm. and he's got a silver hand mm -hmm. and a yeah. cigar. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like, yeah. You gave my dog Oxy. That's what it's about. Yeah. Mental about right. it. You got my dog addicted to heroin. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's John Wick. Um, but to go to your point about needing somebody like who's been wronged, who um, is more like a, I guess, like a sympathetic protagonist. I don't think it needs that, but I think for yeah. me it would have worked better, maybe. Well, I get where you're coming from. Just the only thing I'll say about that is, I mean, it sounds like the devil, if that's who she is. Um, is going to be that person, um, and that is very Poe, I would say. Um, there aren't a lot of good guys in his stories. Except you know the I mean? devil. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I took it as like the um, person in the red mask, the mask of the red death was, you know, kind of the, it's not really like it's the good guy, it's just more like this is what you get for your bad behavior. The it's, it's like a It's like a theme. Uh, in the handful of things I've read from Poe, so... Poe's Gitsum Chronicles. Gitsum? Gitsum. Gitsum Chronicles, I see. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, um... Oh, it's like that Rage Against the Machine line, isn't it? You reap what you fucking Poe. There's a joke in there somewhere. Yeah, you think about it. Someone's dad will come up with it. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know, anything else to say? Like, I, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch the rest of them, but it is, yeah, it's a pretty heavy-handed, um, again, like Poe, so I get it, you know, it's just, mm, I, it could be really good if just some of these little things were fine-tuned a bit. Do you think it's going to get more grisly? Yes. Uh... I mean, the fucking better. Uh, if you have, like, if that's the most horrific things are gonna get, and it's an episode two, I would be people annoyed. melted from acid. I mean, but you can't see because this is doing this. It's like just want to grab the camera, stop moving. God damn. Yeah. Um, you know, I get it why they do that. You know, make it feel chaotic and stuff. But I just think that like there's something about the true horror of just like sitting 
on a shot of some things, you know. Oh, yeah. It's way worse. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about... Um, Again, this... Sorry. Go just on. as a quick example, when we were watching, um, watching some South Park yesterday, the Butters uh, episode where he's tap dancing and kicks his shoe off and everybody gets murdered again. There's like this bit where the camera camera is low and holding on like a guy blown in half like trying to shove his guts back inside and it's just st static. And it's only for like a couple <laughs> seconds, but like that's way more horrific, you know? <laughs> With his face like, you know, that's horror. I've got something <laughs> in my pocket for you. For you. <laughs> Think Put your it. hand in and you see what it is. See what it is. Yeah. Give it a little squeeze. <laughs> um, yeah, I see. Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, but what's going to be more horrific than? I, I I understand what you're saying about like if it was shot differently, it could have been more horrific. Mm -hmm. So you think that's going to be the bag of tricks? Like we can't get anything more horrific, but we'll shoot it better. No, what's going to be the next? What's going to be the grisliest death? If that's not the grisliest death, it could be like someone getting run over by a steamroller. Stop! <laughs> Might be too funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm curious to find out, definitely. Um, but they'll definitely all have some element of like irony to them. Do you know what I mean? You want screaming. You want screaming is screaming. screaming is fucking horrific. Yeah, like, like, true, you, like blood curdling screams. Come and see where they're all like banging on the doors because they know they're going to get burned alive. Yeah. And they're like screaming. Yeah. And that, that's just, again, just my opinion. What I would want is like a little bit like more of a punch to the horror. I would enjoy the kind of juxtaposition of feeling like the buildup and like looking forward to it, which I think, again, we needed more buildup to like really look forward because like you know he's going to die if you know. And just the basics about, you don't even have to know Poe. You can just guess. Do you know what I mean? Um, like, this kid's gonna die at the end of this episode with a party. Because, like, when the, we got the shot of, like, the parties starting and we just see the outside building and then, like, that girl, like, the lady rolling up and just looking at it and it's just, like, holding on it. I felt a little moment of, like, ooh, you know, what's gonna happen? And obviously it's gonna be chemicals, but... They also made out that, um... Bruce Greenwood's new wife... Um, discount Billie Eilish uh, is the like world record holder for the amount of not oxycontin she can take. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what's going to happen there? Is she going to take like one more and like start like turning into like the T virus monster or something? See, I don't know because I don't think that she's been set up as uh, a, baddie. a baddie at all. She's no. been set up more sympathetically. Like it seemed pretty clear. Like um, you know, she has a drug problem and. She did not seem happy regaling that story, really, you know, about how she met him and stuff. So I don't know if we're going to get that necessarily, unless there's way more buildup with her about how she's actually like super enabling or something. Do you know what I mean? Yes, we're going to open our new headquarters. It's in the shape of a massive pendulum over a pit, maybe. Um, yeah. 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 Hmm. I'm trying to think what's more horrific than the, you know, melting everyone though. Um, eaten alive. Just that, in terms of deaths horrific? in general. Uh, yeah, I'd rather melt than be eaten alive. Yeah. Plus, like, all these people are on acid and stuff, and like on ecstasy. Do this shit before they take the drugs. Some of them might be passed out by now. Yeah, you know? it'd be more so horrific. What's, what's if, the goal? If Prospero had like gone 
and drunk it and then like, mm-hmm. like his neck mm-hmm. or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm curious to see, you know, I hope that there's some creative stuff in terms of, you know, watching them get their comeuppance. And I just hope that there's more, like, better build up for them needing a, com- a comeuppance other than just the, you know, like, they're the Sacklers, pretty much. And know? Mark Hamill, do you think he's going to get a comeuppance or do you think the end shot is going to be, like, him getting on his ethereal horse with the devil and it turns out he's been a demon all along? It could be, you know, he is doing kind of a spooky performance. Um, I mean, he's dressed like a Nazi. And, like, yeah, the voice he's doing, you know, is kind of... Spooked him. How will the next child die, Bats? (laughs) That's what he's doing. Yeah, Yeah, all right, well, what's next? Um, Do you mind if we take a very quick break first? No. Okay. Why? So I can use the bathroom. Fan. This is my fifth cup of tea in the last two hours while waiting for the. Well, just farm, do what I've been doing and let it go on your leg. All right, yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. Five minutes later. And we're back. Uh, What's next? What's next? Um, a really interesting documentary with a really terrible name. The full title is Desperately Seeking Soulmate Escaping Twin Flames Universe. By Prime. Prime video. <laughs> so, um, documentary about uh, basically a scam um, that two people are doing. These two people, let me get, make sure I get their names right, Shalea and Jeff Ayan. Shalea and Jeff Ayan. Ayan, which may be a, a made-up name. I spell it. A-Y-A-N. Ayan. I am. Yeah. Okay. Couldn't say I have a real name because if you recall early on, we see like footage of the dude talking about giving himself his guru names and shit. Uh, a couple who run a um, social media, I suppose, business um, where they, God tells them who your soulmate is. Um, and you can find out who your soulmate is by taking some of their many online courses that cost, uh, I think the cheapest one was like like $100 per month, um, and the most expensive was like in the thousands. Um, and uh, basically they know, okay, they, Twin Flame, I've never heard of this, apparently a term that, I guess they just kind of lifted from, like, there was, there was like a whole thing at the beginning we're talking about like, so-and-so says that, like, some celebrity says that their celebrity partner is their twin flame. Like, it's deeper than a soulmate. It's God has decided who you're meant to be with romantically. Um, Isn't that what a soulmate is, though? I mean, maybe not God, but soul? I just always thought of it as a figure of speech, but... Well, yeah. You know. Uh, no, it's a real physical thing. Um, and your soulmate could be um, somebody else's wife or husband. Um, could be Ryan Gosling. Could be Ryan Gosling, yeah. So uh, the main critique of their whole thing, other than it, it's a scam, clearly, um, and also kind of functions like an MLM where mm. you you know you can become a coach and start making their content for them, um, and getting other people to become coaches, you know, and then it all trickles down, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they are accused of a number of things, um, telling, uh, trying to convince people that they should um, switch their gender identity uh, or um, like get like gender transition surgery. Be and I guess this is because the majority of the people who are members of their group are women. I think I, I looked at an article briefly as well. It said like ninety percent women, um, and they realized we've got this like dating service, pretty, and pretty much pretty much kind of a dating service. Yeah, where it's all women, so we'll just start telling some of these women that actually this other woman who is also a member of the group is your soulmate um, and should become a man because they're really into this idea that there is a masculine and feminine partner. Someone has to be the man, someone has to be the woman. Um, it was also to do with, like, the, you know, the oh, we need someone to marry or to be with Emily. Emily's a straight woman, though. Yeah. So, uh, we've only got women, so you'll have to be a straight man. Mm-hmm. Can you live as a straight man, please? Yeah, because uh, that's what, Deirdre. I guess, what God wants. Um, yeah, interesting stuff. And change um, your name to Dan. Oh, my God, yeah, the text messages. Have you changed your name to Dan? Why haven't you changed your name to Dan? Change your name to Dan. I'm just like, I, I don't want to change my name, dude. Um, so obviously it's it's former members of the group who are talking about it, and I guess this was kind of based on an article written by this journalist lady who's kind of narrating, um, I want to say in like 2020, she first started writing about it. Mm -hmm. um, fascinating stuff. Uh, the I guess for me a lot of the interesting stuff about it was your typical stuff, you know. Um, why people can fall for this shit, you know, you have a soulmate, yes, and I can, um, get you your soulmate for a nominal fee. Um, but the, the dude started out, uh, doing other kinds, kinds of, like, scams from what I could tell. Um, he claimed that he could cure cancer with his mind for a nominal fee. Was that before? That was before. Right. And that didn't work. Um, they kind of went through some other shit that he was doing. Trying to be like a spiritual guru, mm -hmm. he implies a number of times that he, <laughs> like chuckling, you know, it's a joke, is Jesus reborn? <laughs> um, uh -huh. And uh, yeah, um, one of the big things was about uh, convincing people that they should stalk their twin flame. Uh, it's all positioned as like one person is a runner and one person is a chaser, and you need to chase your twin flame. Like encouraging stalking, and yeah, one of the examples, one of their members, um, they took because these two people, um, again, Shalia and Jeff, tell you who your twin flame is, um, and it may be like you start out saying like I have a crush on this person, and they're like yes, that's your twin flame. Yeah. Other times they're like oh we've uh, God told us who your twin flame is, and it's somebody else who's part of the program and paying us money, um, but one of the one of their members. Um, started stalking Ryan Gosling. They told her that Ryan Gosling was her twin flame, and he ended up getting a restraining order. Um, some spooky, weird shit. Uh, like this whole segment where he's going on about... Because um, one of the girls, like, they said, like, your twin flame is this guy that you know who's married and has kids and his wife is pregnant again. And they're just going on and on about, like, joking about, like, you know, fuck his marriage, like, you need to be breaking that marriage up. And these people look so sad when they're being told this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've yeah. been going on quite a bit. What were your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, the guy, 
I, I mean, the, the way the documentary sort of positioned it at the end, which I think is reasonable, is that they're both as culpable. But the guy, what's his name? Jeff. Jeff uh, is obviously the talker. And yeah, just comes across as a discount, discount Billy Eilish, discount Keith Raniere. Yes. He's clearly not got the intellect to pull this off. Yeah. Because he's made a number of fucking strategic errors, which are, I mean, I, it's a miracle that he got that far. Mm-hmm. Um, because some of the, I mean, don't, don't make your followers harass celebrities. That's a good, a good idea. Avoid that, maybe. Yeah. You know, mm. the whole thing about we've got too many women on our dating pool. I know. You like, <laughs> I know. Good. That's like someone being like, <laughs> oh man, we've got too much gold. I have too yeah. many gold bars. Yeah, like that. Like that's gold. That is so monetizable. Yeah. We've got a, a huge data. Because um, I think it, it said that around the time that the original article was written, they had like 15,000. Written. 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 Not Paul. Paul. Um, they had like 15,000 followers, like on like YouTube. Um, and then by the time this came out, it's like, like 40,000 people, like, uh, I think, I think they were saying on Facebook actually is where a lot of their stuff goes on. Who would have thought? Um, so like still, still got a lot of people. And when we looked it up, Um, you got a fucking ad. Yes. Oh yeah. I saved that. Mm -hmm. When I went to pop over to their YouTube channel and see what's going on there. Uh, yeah, just Googled twin flames universe. If you want to check it out. Um, the fir- very first thing that came up was an ad for Twin Flames Universe. Good job, YouTube. Good job. I've got to wonder... from anybody. Yes, I was going to say, I've got to wonder if YouTube is actually struggling to fill ad space. Mm, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's structured quite... Well, as, as ever, you know, quite... It's quite obscure, isn't it? It's pretty opaque, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, if you, but if you have a, a group of people who, like, you've convinced you have a soulmate, uh, and you convince them that you can tell them who that soulmate is, and that who you think your soulmate is, actually, you could be wrong, but I know, because God told me, open a, a dating site for men, you know, that, like, that is such, from just, like, a, like, a business perspective, yeah. not the smartest cookie in the drawer. Um, don't start trying to convince people that they're gay or transgender who aren't when um, you could just start a male dating site and be like, I just I know who your twin flame is. He's on our, our brother's site, sister site, whatever. Yeah, if you were going to do this as a successful con, I suppose, you'd forget all that Jesus stuff. Mm. You know, I'm the second coming or anything. And the way I'd do it would be... Like, oh yes, it's not clear who your twin flame is. Wah, 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 wah. You should go on a date with somebody. Mm-hmm. Nope, he's not the one. And then I just try and actually find, like, from the outside, who do I think this person's compatible with? Mm-hmm. And then just do that. Yeah, and then just do it, like, um, almost like like tarot like card reading, even. Yeah, just, Where it's like, yeah. God tells me that you should go on a date with this person. He won't tell me why yet, just that you should. And then you just talk to them about how it went. And if it went badly... Ah, yes, God told me just just, just now um, that this was actually a test for you to learn more about yourself, to prepare you for your twin flame. Uh, and if it went really well, boom, that's your twin flame, God told me. $3,000, please. Tinder have just opened a $500 tier, monthly tier. Have you seen that? 
Uh, yes, I have, because you showed me this morning. Oh. <laughs> if you recall. <laughs> no. Uh, who's paying for Tinder? Men. Horny men. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Well... You know, they could have they could have done a partnership with Tinder. You know. Just find a group that's... You know, which I think should be... It's probably most dating sites are probably going to be men. I could be wrong. But I imagine there's more men than women on nope. a lot of them. Lesbos.com. Probably not. But even then, I wouldn't even be surprised. Then. Yeah. Uh, and create some kind of a partnership, you know, where you send each other's people over and you know, do branded, co-branded merchandise and, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, all that said, I guess uh, it was successful. They're living in a McMansion, driving a Corvette. Uh... And their house with like no furniture in it, and people living in the basement who are their students. And they also that ate, was weird. ate nothing but frankfurters. Yeah, um, mm, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, and I mean, you've got like, what a weird couple too. He's like, you know, like your. What was he saying at one point, like, about that he looks like Jesus? He's like, because he's the got hair long hair and a beard and blue eyes and. Blue eyes. What? He was Middle Eastern. No, no, no. no uh, Jesus. Um, he was full on black. In, invent, invented America and uh, was besties with the founding fathers. Did you know? Um, invented America. Yeah, and then uh, his girlfriend, who yes, the focus a lot is on him. I want to say there was like three episodes. There's a lot of focus on him. And I guess that's probably just easier because, yeah, he is the talkative one. He's yeah. the one. He's the Keith Ranieri who's talking people into doing this shit <clears throat> while getting, you know, a woman, or in Ranieri's case, women behind the scenes to, like, actually kind of keep the ship together. Do you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. it, it does come across, as you get more into it, like, she maybe is the silent partner, but one who definitely is in on this. Um, she's no you know, victim. She's not a victim, yeah, is what I would say. I mean, if you recall, toward the end when her dad comes on the documentary, um, and it's basically like, I've gone no contact with her, what she's done is unforgivable, and I never talk to her now, you know, like... Good for him. Good for him, yeah. Balls to be able to, you know, stand up and say, like, this shit's wrong. You are a very it. selfish person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're very selfish. You're very selfish. There's no fixing you. That was yeah. pretty good, too. Yeah. Um, Do you want to say what that was? Um, yeah, the, uh... Jory Gigi with Paulie Shaw. Uh, the... If you remember the real bling ring case, there was also a new documentary, I want to say on HBO, that is about the ringleader of it, um, who hasn't spoken up to this point. Netflix had already done a real bling ring, mm -hmm. um, documentary series with the other people involved. Um, and that was fascinating, just focusing on her. I don't really have a lot to say about it other than it was better than the Netflix one. Um, you know, miss, poor me, you know, it's it's really hard for me. You know, I had, a, I had a difficult life growing up in like one of the richest neighborhoods in America. And so I decided to break into celebrities' houses and steal their clothing. You didn't feel any sympathy for her? Um, probably, I'm having trouble recalling any. But it probably, you know, um, I just, it was interesting rewatching that. And then right after that, we rewatched the Netflix one, which is very much like, 
you know, done like a like an E true Hollywood kind of thing. Yeah. Um, whereas the HBL one is taken way more, it takes itself way more seriously in a good way. But it was interesting rewatching the two of them and like, yeah, just her pretty much blaming, you know, everybody but herself. Um, sorry, I didn't really have a lot to say about no, that. You're right. You're, you're right. You're right. She she never took responsibility really. No. Um, other than, you know, with some kind of vague PR speak here and there. You know, I take responsibility, I take responsibility for my actions, but here are the reasons it wasn't really my fault. Yeah. Not really the same as taking accountability, but... Yeah. Yeah. Anything else to say about Twin Flame or indeed um, the boobity-boo? Yeah, thing, actually, thing? so the one, this one, Desperately Seeking Soulmate Escaping Twin, Twin Flames Universe, that's on Amazon. It came out like a week and a half ago. Netflix has one about the same topic coming out the first week of next month, and it is made by the same people who did the Nexium documentary. So that could be interesting. I want mm. um, to see if they notice some of the similar kind of parallels. Um, I mean, I'm inclined to say Keith Ranieri was smarter about Definitely it. Definitely he was smarter. Um, no, not, these, these not a genius or a no. master master concert pianist. And then you hear him like, bang, 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 bang. You know, but, no, I mean, he, <clears throat> he was smarter and he got a lot further. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's what this would have turned into in their wildest dreams. They'd have never gotten there. Yeah. A couple of morons. Yeah, uh, I would agree. Very dumb in how they went about it. Um, but that said, Ranieri is in prison for the rest of his life now, and there are no charges against these two, so... Who knows? It's like the whole thing about, like, oh, the world would have been way better off if we had had nuclear war uh, during the Cuban Missile Crisis because we'd have gotten it out of our systems now, mm -hmm. and the yield would have been so much smaller. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that. Yeah, hmm. very good, yeah. Yeah, anything else to say about that? I, I just, I recommend it. It's interesting. Yeah. I'll definitely check out the Netflix one as well. Yep. In a couple weeks. What's next? What's next? <laughs> so we're going to do a, a frame by frame on this? Yeah, not shot by shot, frame by frame. This frame is very much the same as the last frame. Kelsey Grammer is kind of still a bit of a blur. That's better. I've got interlacing on that. Dead pixel. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Um, <laughs> a frame by frame. So, yeah, Frasier, first two episodes of the reboot came out at 3 a.m. Eastern time. It's not a reboot. On Paramount Plus. Um, what would you say then? It's a uh, canon led continuance. Fine. The Frasier sequel out now. <laughs> the Frasier sequel. Frasier. Um, well, first of all, just uh, I won't go too long here, but um, why not? Well, because I want to make sure I'm not talking over you. Because I had a, I have a lot to say about this and thought about it a lot. Um, really? Believe it or not, I also love Frasier. No, you um, don't. Really? Do you love it though? Yeah, I do. Okay. Well, what's the name of? What's Bulldog's real name? Bulldog. How oh. would I know that? Bob. Bulldog Grisco. Who, before we get into it, who's your favorite Fraser character? Uh, the, not, not counting Fraser Niles, the, the main characters. Like, how about side character? Or both, I don't know. Oh, Daphne, I suppose. 
Daphne. I know you. Is she a side character? That was a joke. Um, She's clearly so Daphne your, is Daphne your favorite main character though. No, Niles. 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 Yeah, same okay. Niles. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about side character then? I just want to know if it's the same as my favorite. Who's your favorite? BB. Yes, I also love BB. Yes. Please. Please. <laughs> this is going to be great, darling. Like what? Something word. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite a uh, quite a depiction of an agent. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, yeah, no, I really do like BB. Uh, who else was I going to say? Um, I mean, there aren't really that many side characters that are recurring. Yeah, not really in terms of recurring ones. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've always been partial to a bit of uh, Fens and Spinney's Gil Chesterton. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm married. I'll have you know that Deborah is my is my wife. We thought, we thought was, that was your cat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Deborah. Deb. Yeah, I like him too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so we started the first episode, and we did not watch it at three a.m. Did you want to explain what Frasier is for people who don't know, never heard of Frasier? Nobody's. Who's that in the universe? Okay, okay. you go ahead then. Explain Frasier. All right. So Frasier was a TV show that ran from uh, I think the very late 80s to the very early 2000s it might be a bit later than that actually i think actually i got that wrong i think it's like more like 93 it started mm -hmm. can't be that much of a fan but in in britain it was on constantly um when i was growing up constantly on channel 4 at like 8 30 a.m mm -hmm. and 9 a.m right okay for some reason yeah okay i gotcha like, yeah. just after Everybody Loves Raymond. I yeah. guess they just bought them, and there wasn't there wasn't the same appetite there is now, surely, for stuff like that. So you could see... Like, I'm sure, like, The Wire, they had on Channel 5 really late at night, no mm. fanfire. No, no, sorry, The Shield, they had like that. Mm -hmm. The Wire, and or The Sopranos, sorry. Ugh. The Sopranos, you know, this huge TV show, they had it at, like... One o'clock in the morning. Probably something to do with the contract. Like, yeah, you Maybe. can have it and show it, but it must be... Unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I watched it as a kid. Yeah. Here, it was on CBS. Yeah, it was a... Yeah. Evening sitcom. I can't remember what time. Um, yeah, Sopranos. Great sitcom. Oh! Uh, anyway, yeah, Frasier. It's about a psychiatrist who lives with his dad. <laughs> his uh, dad is a former cop. Yeah, and he's not a psychiatrist anymore. He's on the radio doing radio psychiatry. Mm -hmm. And he's... Oh God, why am I explaining this? Everybody knows what Frasier is. Yeah. Uh, his brother, Niles, is uh, constantly popping around because he's, he's in love with uh, Frasier's maid and Frasier's father's home healthcare worker, mm -hmm. Daphne. Well, she's definitely not the maid, but he treats her like one. She becomes the maid. Yeah. Well, Damien used to watch it, and every time Daphne would speak, he'd go, Shut up, slave! <laughs> really? <laughs> what a champ. Yeah. Um, yeah, Niles is in love with Daphne, and that's like a, a big through line of the series for me. Um, and uh, yeah, Fraser, their dad, Fraser, like the two of us are, them are like pompous, you know, like high society type people. Niles, Niles is married to an heiress of yeah, a, a 
very rich person. Of um, don't spoil uh, it. Okay, I won't spoil it. You find out what she's an heiress to. Yeah. Um, and um, Fraser's dad, Martin, who's also kind of like the real heart of the story, former cop who's like like an everyman. Yeah. You know, um, not into all the fancy shit and yes. Yeah, what else? No, they're, they're that's so, about it. Yeah, that's the premise. Yeah, yeah. you have loads to say about this, do you? Well, um, I it was interesting watching the new show because I felt like I was seeing a ghost. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we so we you know actually sat down for this and push play and you get the boom 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 with the Boston skyline instead of the Seattle. And um, I think you paused it right there, and we're like, oh my gosh, like, that, that wasn't better, that thing. Well, that um, wasn't better. But then, so, okay, like, well, whatever. And then um, we get started, Fraser walks in the room, and we have to pause and start cackling at his tan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just yeah. moved from Chicago to Boston, uh, and he's got this, like, Southern California yeah. beach glow. Yeah. Like, um, he's got the sort of tan you can only have after living... Somewhere like that for five years. Mm -hmm. At yeah. least five years, right? I mean, it's not like he's just gone on vacation. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know, you know, I'm sure they have tanning beds in Chicago, but you know, if you've been to Chicago, it's not really a, the kind of place where you get a toasty glow. <laughs> Whatever. I irrelevant. Just, well, yeah, it doesn't matter, but I don't think Frazier would. He gave me a chuckle, though, because yeah. he's like 80 years old now. Kelsey Grammer would, but for, yeah. I don't know how old he actually is, but. Yeah. He's got to be into his 60s for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what a... Explain No, you said you had loads to say, you say. I do, no, but you're doing a good job of explaining plots today. What's the plot of Frasier the first two episodes? Yep. Um, Frasier goes in to Boston to visit his son, is that right? Um... Yes, to see a son who he hasn't had a lot of contact with, and also Niles and Daphne have a son who is basically Niles Light. I wasn't even going to mention Niles Light. He's not relevant. He's not. Um, but I thought that was something to do with why he ended up there as well, because Niles Light, that's just what I'm going to call him now, uh, is attending Harvard. Yeah. Um, so Frazier was going to visit him as well. Frazier's son, Frederick, uh, dropped out of Harvard. I guess. Dr. of Harvard became a fireman. Mm -hmm. So Frazier visits his son and then um, through a, I suppose, a series of farces, which are, none are very good. They're kind of equivalent to like season 11, Frazier. Um, he finds out that his son is living with uh, a woman and a baby, but he's not with the woman. Uh, she's the widow of a colleague. So he's like, teamed up with her to kind of like see her through. Mm -hmm. So Frasier's like, well, I'll just build the, I'll just buy the fucking building. Yeah. Buys the building, uh, rents the like penthouse opposite the yeah. dingy one bedroom, because that's how buildings work. Yeah. Yeah. And. And moves across the hall from his son. So it can be like friends now, where you've got the corridor as a mm -hmm. battleground. Yeah. And more or less like, I mean, we kind of, like, called this a little bit. Like, it, there could be a, a situation where... Um, I mean, I, I didn't think it would be exactly the same thing, but I remember us saying this at one point. Like, so maybe, like, Frasier and his son move in together, and it's, like, the Martin-Frasier dynamic. Do you know what I mean? But like, opposite. Where, but opposite. Where, yeah. Um, Frasier's a snob. 
version of Snob and his son is kind of like a like an everyman, normal dude. Um, and that's kind of what happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. But way less funny and entertaining. The thing is with that is, I mean, that is a logical place to go with it. Yeah. And maybe it doesn't matter, but that wasn't really Freddy's character in the original series. And yeah, we, we stopped seeing him after a bit. But, yeah, that's fair. But he was... He's like eight when he we was, saw him last, but... You know, quite nerdy and... Yeah. Taking after his dad and his mom quite a bit. Um, I mean, I don't hate that they did that with... No. And people change from childhood to adulthood, you know. I'm fine with that, it makes sense. Um, I guess what... I kept getting distracted throughout by a number of things. Um, and a lot of it just comes back to the fact that I remember Frasier. Um, the laugh track feels really awkward today. And especially when, I actually wouldn't mind if they kept it there for like nostalgia's sake to keep like the laugh track if the jokes landed. But there really were not a lot so of funny is, jokes. So is the laugh track the problem or is the writing the problem? I think it's the writing. I wouldn't mind the laugh track if it weren't like, there's a really, like a joke that just does not even get a chuckle. And then people are like, ho, 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 you know, hooting and hollering. It just doesn't fit. Forget the, uh, forget the Middle East. They need Jared Kushner on this because there's no easy solution. There's no, yeah. the only solution is not to play. The solution is to not make it. Yeah. I mean, really, I don't think it was needed. Um... But yeah. Yeah, because it, it's made by Gramanet or something. Yeah, so, production company. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm. yeah. If you had to do it, and Kelsey Grammer was like, direct it, what would you do? Um, I would get writers who know how to write comedy. Would um, you? Because would, cause you, you tried to do that, but would you find them? Well, the hell if I know. Um... You've. Mm, what am I really thinking here? I guess. Do you know? Do you know who I'd get actually? Hmm. Was his name Josh Trank? Mhm. Mm I'd get him, and I'd say, "I'm paying you the same as a normal writer." Mm -hmm. I've Fraser Kelsey Grammer has given me enough for eight writers, but I'm just hiring you. The rest of that money, I'm going to pocket a bit of it. But the rest of that money, I'm going to buy you loads of cocaine, and I'm mm -hmm. going to lock you in here. And write whatever you want. Yeah. Right? And then I'll direct it. Mm -hmm. And I'll direct it however I want. Mm -hmm. yeah. like, you have a vision and Josh I'll, Trank, I'll yeah. be like, I'm going I'm gonna I'm not gonna change the script at all, but I'm gonna try and make this like a documentary series about the yellow submarine. Mm-hmm. Whilst also it's very I don't know. Yeah, just anything. Yeah. Anything other than this. Just cardboard. Yeah. Um I also I think an issue for me as well is like I feel like in the original series they were like a lot of the jokes were jokes on Fraser's behalf, you know, like he him being, you know, this at his expense at his expense exactly yeah. like being this pompous psychiatrist who should fucking know better, in all of these like very simple, you know, social problems and mis miscommunication issues. A lot of the humor oh. is like in making fun of Fraser, and you know, no one holds his radio program in higher esteem than he does. Yes, mm -hmm, that's right. You're saying that and it should have actually been he tries to get a job at Harvard Psychiatric, and they just laugh him out of the room. Yeah, because that yes, um, because that's part of part of the plot is while he's in Harvard, this um, Harvard lady, uh, I don't know, she's like dean or something of the psychology department, um, and his friend, what's his name, 
Rodney. Yeah. Um, and it's like the, this lady is like trying, like desperately trying to get him to become a professor at Harvard. Um, and that like is just so different from the Fraser that I know and love who thinks really highly of himself and has like a trashy TV, like radio show, you know, but he thinks he's a real psychiatrist. Meanwhile, his brother is a real psychiatrist. Yeah. Um, and in this Harvard's like chasing him. And like, that was just like, I don't know. They, it seemed more tuned toward Kelsey Grammer's ego. And maybe, maybe the original series was like that, but it didn't come across as much. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think he had that much control at the beginning. Yeah. Whereas sure. now he obviously has control over it. Yeah. Um, um, like, you know, which, which makes sense because that's the real reason why David Hyde Pierce and um, Jane Leaves mm -hmm. didn't come back because he was a nightmare to work with because mm. he was a drunk. Yeah. And he was getting drunk on set. On set, yeah. And yeah, a little known Fraser fact. A lot of times when he's drinking sherry and things out of the bottle, and that's real alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I just, yeah, just kind of, it's not, I'm not trying to say that the original series was toothy necessarily, but this is like really toothless. And I don't mean in terms of like yeah. it being anything important. I don't, I don't need that in a sitcom, you know, I just need to laugh. And a lot of the humor is just missing. Dud proof. Dud proof. Hmm. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think Frasier was like the smartest thing, but it was smart. Yeah. It was quick. Yeah, you know, and it was pretty smart and it's funny. I mean, here's here's a good comparison. Maybe. Do you know who Golda Meir is? I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, you remember in the original Frasier? Um, no, I can't remember which season, but where Frasier and Lilith are trying to get Frederick into a private school, and mm -hmm. um, because they're both kind of, you know, esteem chasers in a sense. Yeah, the Golda and they're, Meir. And they're episode. like stalking, yeah, and harassing the guy that runs this, like, exclusive private school. And it's really funny, like, how... Pathetic. Um, pathetic it is, and, um... Sorry. And then in this, it's like... You could have had that, like, Fraser wants to be a professor at Harvard. And you could really, like, get so much humor out of that. Doing just a really similar kind of thing. With him harassing the dean, and, you know, like, him, like, wanting this so badly, but... When we were watching it, I said, I was like, do you think that Dr. F um, like Harvard is like chasing down Dr. Phil? Like, can you come be a professor here? No, that's not happening. You know, it's a different thing. You know, it'd be a lot funnier if he were the one chasing them instead of them chasing him yeah. and then him being like, oh, hell right. I'll... You're right. Like, where did the tension in the first, in you know, the first outings come from? Niles and Daphne or Fraser's career? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, yeah I'm and with also some Martin of trying to inject yeah. a, a sense of um, like self-awareness into Fraser that he can just never quite grasp, you know. Yeah, a lot of yeah, and 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 they did it funny. Um, and this was just a bit too not funny. Not funny. I'd too say, much like yeah. watching The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, you said that when we were watching it. Yeah, it, well, uh, because of the um, because of the Niles, shots actually and Niles Junior. Oh, yes, yeah, Sheldon. Well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sheldon, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say, I think that Kelsey Grammer still has his charisma. Yeah. He's still got it, you know. It's just the writing's not good. I, I laughed a couple of times. There's I did a bit laugh where Kelsey Grammer's got his arm in front of a door, 
-hmm. and someone's trying to come, th come through it, and I thought that was yeah. funny. Um, I chuckled when the girl with the baby across the hall realizes that Fraser's voice is soothing to the baby and will put it to sleep, and then she confronts him at his door like, please, I just really need you, and he's like, oh. I have, I, that I, effect. I have that effect. And that was like the old Fraser for just a moment. You know, his kind of egotistical pompousness and, you know. I don't think they... I, don't, I can't remember. When did Niles meet Daphne? Like episode <laughs> three or four of season one, something like that? It's pretty quick. So they could introduce... We're only on episode two. They could introduce a... element like that. Mm-hmm. You know, because we do need something. We've just got to the point where his son's moved in with him, mm -hmm. reluctantly. Yeah. Um, and then kind of arguing about the decor. Uh, there were some chuckles, yeah, where his son is like, I've got this box with um, dirt from, like, Fenway mm -hmm. in it. And Fraser, and you know, can we decorate with this? And Fraser's like, yes. Saying, like, you could feel welcome to have your things here. And he takes it, and he's like, how about on the shelf? And then he puts it on the shelf. He's like, and then maybe, and he grabs some books and puts it in front of it. That made me laugh. Yeah. You know, but, like, cause, and again, because, like, elements of the old Fraser. you know. I wonder if we're going to introduce another character, i.e. a maid. I wouldn't be shocked, because a lot of the characters that, that was also something that I found a bit obnoxious, is that we are, like, rejoining Fraser, but then we're introducing all these other characters kind of in quick succession yeah. that are basically placeholders for the people who aren't coming back to the series. And, you know, and that's just kind of... I thought all those actors were fine. It's just kind of It was a bit sad. awkward. Yeah. It, it, you know, it looked like TV... Like I say, Big Bang Theory. It looked like TV from, like, ten years ago. Mm -hmm. Um... Oh. Big Bang Theory. I never watched that. I guess the dog... What was I going to say? Um, yeah, I wonder if they're going to introduce someone for, like, the son to fall in love with or something like that, or... I wonder if, if he's just going to fall in love with the girl with the baby. But there needs to be a reason why that can't work out, i.e. Yes. Niles be, was married. There needs to be some tension. Yeah, or Daphne yeah. was dating someone. A reason for it to... Yeah. Yeah. Um... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we did get introduced to one more character who is kind of, um, in some way, a romantic interest for one of them, yeah. Um, but not Fraser. I mean, I will say I'm glad that um, they didn't try to just make it, you know, like Fraser's still, like, dating people, and that's, like, what the whole story is, because that would be a little bit pathetic for... Not the people who are, like... You know, 60, 70 years old, how old he is dating is like, a, you know, a big deal. That's cool. But like a lot of the humor with the old series of Frasier and his like constant dating problems was like, like number one, like he's in like his 30s and he's a psychiatrist and he, you know, counsels people all the time on how to deal with like relationship problems and he's so bad at it, you know. And um, I'm glad that they didn't try to just do exactly that still because um i just don't like i don't know i just think that would be like extremely boring you know they could have made it darker and gone for like uh <laughs> fraser's sort of at his natural end point and he's like setting up an only fans selfie pics yeah. or something yeah yeah right um yeah yeah 
yeah, I, mean, I didn't hate it, but I, mean, I found myself constantly distracted by like the ghost of what was, you know. Can you think of any any series that have gone from 20 minutes or 23 minutes long to half an hour and been successful and it felt better? Because um, everything I can think of that ended up with longer time lengths, like Arrested Development where they did that, like, mm. yeah, it made me think like, oh no, it, it's time slot kind of, you know, fit it. Yeah, um, I can't think of an example. I would say that... Like some of the longer South Park scenes we've been watching that. Mm. Like, yeah, like when they yeah, were like two the, parts or three um, parts. Or the specials, like the pandemic specials yeah. and stuff, I just thought were a bit... Yeah, I think I it works way better when happened. it's shorter. Yeah, I mean... And punchy. Yeah, I, uh, I know what you mean. Like, I think Aqua Teen is one of those shows where, like, the length of it really helps it to have more punch and, like, it feels like it's like a joke a second, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that said, I mean, I like the Aqua Teen movies as well, so I guess you can do it. Yeah, I can't think of an example off the top of my head of where there's been, like, a somewhat dramatic time, like, length shift mm -hmm. that has worked well, but, I mean, there must be good examples of that. Yeah, I wonder why they did that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure why you would do that. It's as long as it used to be with a commercial. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I wouldn't... I'm inclined to say, honestly, I wouldn't care if they were 40-minute episodes so long as they were funny. You know? Yeah. And not... You know... Hmm. It wasn't very funny, overall. Some funny moments. But... A lot of that time felt... A bit wasted. There's also much more emphasis on, like, at least so far, kind of the drama element of, like, you know, trying to connect better with my son and, you know, just, that isn't really what I wanted. There's an element as well of, you know, like, it's a bit sad, really, the same character and, um, maybe not so much because Frasier is successful, but if we saw like a 50 year old Steve Urkel and he was still Steve Urkel, mm -hmm. that'd be way less cute. Mm -hmm. Well, that got way less cute when um, Jaleel Wyatt was like 30. 16. <laughs> um, and he started getting much bigger. Yeah, he's like shut up, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, mm. I also, the um, what did you think of the little Martin tribute at the end of the first episode, I believe? Um, I didn't think it was horrific. No, it made me sad though. It made me sad as well. I and don't it was know. only like two seconds long as well. And yeah, I don't know. They, they like taken like a clause in a sentence he was speaking, whereas clearly they should have had him going bop 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 or something funny. I think that'd be a more fitting, a more fitting tribute. You know, yeah. Um, just I don't know, man. I think it's a situation where, like, my love for the original series really... Casts a shadow. Is, yeah, it's it's cast a shadow. It kind of gets in the way, you know. You can't help but just be making comparisons. Um, so I couldn't even just, like, try to, like, properly just take it in for what it is. 
when there's always that shadow of how great it used to be. Oh, there you go. Do you have anything else to say about Frasier? No, do you? Uh, not until I talk to Damien about it, I suppose, at great length. Although I doubt we'll talk about it. Just talk about, what if they went on an adventure with some sausages? What if they accidentally went over the Canadian border and then had to smuggle Daphne back in? Yeah. yeah. Funny shit. Yeah. yeah. Now I really don't have anything else to say. I mean, I'll watch the rest of it. Do you know how many episodes there are? Because I have no idea. No, I think ten. Hmm. Okay. Wow. But I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Anything else to say? No. How about you? No. Good. All right. I guess we're done then. Yeah. We'll talk about episode three next week, I'm sure. It'll be done, done. It's going to be done, done. It'll be done, done. All right. You don't want to share that with, with the references, too? <laughs> oh, uh, just, uh, <coughs> uh, was that a campfire? Like a few months. It's not that interesting. Memorial Day. Memorial Day. We went to a barbecue at my mom's house. And, and there was like a, a six-year-old kid who was cooking my sausage for me. Yeah, making hot dogs over a campfire. And, and that's a direct quote from him. Yeah, um, he was really interested in making George hot dogs specifically. Uh, and you kept telling him, like, I like it, like, done. Yeah. More done. He's like, it's gonna be done, done. And then, like, shoves this thing with a hot dog, like, two inches from your face. And yeah. he made you, like, ten of them. Yeah. Cute. Yeah. Animals don't mind me. That's why I've never been stung by a bee. And children just love to make me food. Children like you. Just yeah. so you know. <laughs> Uncle George! Do, do, you know who else, <laughs> do you know who else likes me? Animals like me. Children like me. Do you know who else likes me? Homeless people. They can't get enough of me. And they like me too. They always come up to me and have a chat. Yeah. Same. And I'm blessed for that. Yeah. Thanks very much for watching. Cheers.